Hello there, and welcome to the book three finale recap. We're not talking about book three after this episode. That's a lie because we'll do it the next episode, kind of episode. That's right. It's Avatar, the podcast. You want to know what I thought you were going to do? (laughs) When you let in, I could have sworn. I could have sworn you were going to say, hi, Greg here. Ah, that would have been better. Maybe next time. Maybe. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Maybe for the series recap. We'll see. I'm so emotional, I feel like, about this right Mm -hmm. now. Again. I'm emotionally devastated. I'll just tell everyone right now. Yeah. When we do the episode (laughs) synopses, it is very labor intensive. And I feel like we don't get that Mm -hmm. opportunity to reflect on what we just watched or where we are or anything. It's not a very mindful state of mind that we're in when all of that happens. Yeah. It's like you just go hard and fast with the episode. You you watch it. You just it's almost like driving really fast on the highway. Yeah. It's like all you can focus on is the road in front of you. And then all of a sudden you're at the end of the highway and you're like, what just happened? Where am I? Who is still with me? <laughs> yes. Driving with us is very dangerous, apparently. Apparently. (laughs) But we're at the episode where we go over the entire book into separate categories. And if you've been listening Mm -hmm. to the show, this is no surprise to you. I'm very excited to do it. And as we go through, I'll probably get quieter. I'll probably get more animated. I don't know. Who's to say? But before we really dive in, we have a plethora of reviews to read right now. There's so many and we want to make sure... There's a lot here. Really, Everyone just kind of really came in together in October. So... Is it like the equivalent of before going on summer break, you sign someone's yearbook? Yeah, it feels like that kind of. <laughs> All the reviews came in going, it was great, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great summer. Have a great summer. See you next year. <laughs> and then you never see them ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Speaking of never seeing anyone ever again as well, we understand that everyone really enjoys Avatar The Last Airbender. Specifically. Specifically this series. And maybe not the entire universe and that maybe the nostalgia doesn't factor in on additional content like comics or Korra or the Kyoshi novels or, or anything else, right? So speaking of driving on the highway really fast, we understand that some people are just going to be jumping out of the moving vehicle. No, that's a horrible. (laughs) We understand that this is a bus. And take two. And take two. We're on a bus (laughs) and we're at a stop. We're at a junction right now. And some people are just going to be getting off and that's their ride. And that's completely okay. That is something that I think when Cora first came around, it's something that I shared where I watched a season and a half and I was like, I don't know if this is for me. Thanks for the ride. I'll see you next time kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I will say, and I, th- I think I speak for both of us when I say this, where, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I could just be going at, right out of left field on this one. But I, I just <laughs> I want, want to know. I just, thank you. I just want to say, if you're getting off now, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate that you took the time to listen to us in some amazing puns along the way. Some might say amazing puns. <laughs> new words, maybe some new fan theories that you hadn't considered before. Maybe you have a new appreciation for Zhao that you didn't have in the first place. Maybe there was just that little hint of something that maybe was overlooked on the first go around with Azula. And now you're appreciating this more. This is a very long winded way of me saying just 
thank you. Thank you so much for the support and for just the honor of joining us throughout our, what, year and a half journey. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Add a times two to that. And that is how I feel. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I um, am once again floored at where we are now after doing this for the last year and a half. It has been such a special and unique journey for me personally to go from, I really, 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 really like Avatar and I want to talk about it as a podcast to doing that, but having an incredible community joining us for that journey. It has just been having you all listening has made it so much more than I thought it would ever be. Not just listening, but also writing emails and reviews and showing up to Avatox and tweeting us your favorite moments and and all of that. So just thank you for being a part of this. Yeah. And if, like Greg said, this is your stop and you're hopping off because you don't really want to go to the next town with us, Comic Town and later Cora Town, that is totally fine. We were honored to have you with us. Yes. And just to, to tack on to that really quickly, because apparently I just like having the last mm-hmm. word. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I feel like I've made so many new friends, especially there's a lot of people yeah. who ended up taking me up on my offer of joining me on Twitch live on Monday and Fridays mm-hmm. and just getting to talk to them, especially on Fridays right after a new episode drops. There's that excitement. Everyone wants to talk about it. And we do a little bit. It's not an avatar podcast after show necessarily. But just being able to share moments in games that I really love and just talking directly one on one with people who have been enjoying the podcast, like it's been amazing. So it's it's been the best possible experience that any content creator could ask for. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And if you're joining us for more of it, that was not for you. We're not getting sappy with you yet. <laughs> it's not your time. It's not your turn. It's not your turn yet. You'll get it. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> let's read some reviews, shall we? Yes, let's hop into the reviews. Our first review comes from Thanatos572, who writes, The Best Avatar Podcast. Hey, Acorn and Greg, I've been listening to your podcast for a couple months now and thought it was about time I came over from Spotify. There's like spaces Mm -hmm. in between every single letter and left a review. I've listened to four different Avatar podcasts at this point, including Braving the Elements, but I think that y'all do the best at it. From the research into VAs, voice acting, the deeper lore, and looking at the finer details of the show, I think you do it perfectly. I think it's very fitting that your show is called Avatar The Podcast because it is the best. Just for a bit of fun, I will do my favorite characters. Number five is Suki. Number four is Bumi. Number three is Iroh. Number two is Zuko. And number one is Toph. Just got to season four of Korra, so I'm looking forward to y'all's dive into that show as well. Anyways, keep up the great work. Thank you. That is so sweet, Thanatos. I will say I was very proud of our finale episodes. Yeah. I feel like we hit that flow state with each other. We did. After three seasons, the way that we dissected that show and the deeper themes and like even the descriptions, the synopsis and our fun facts, like it was... I had such a great time that it didn't even feel like two hours in the recording. No, it didn't. Yeah, we looked at the recording time. We were like, oh, what? How? It's like dark outside. We're yeah. like, wait, what? What, do, what? What year is it right now? What is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like those episodes, I agree with you, were the culmination of all of the experiences, much like young Ang, culminating all of his bending experiences throughout his life. 
fighting the Fire Lord. We too drew upon the podcast past. I don't know where I'm going with this. I lost it. <laughs> I was going to say. It's gone. We're going to be master podcast benders. Master podcast benders. There we go. There we go. <laughs> we appreciate you saying that. And we're happy that you also enjoy the way that we present the information because that's the stuff that we are obviously passionate about. Yeah. Because we won't shut up about it. No. Ask my wife. She will attest to that. <laughs> Uh, the next review comes from Elsa Ansia, and I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. I apologize. They write, love it. Hey, guys, I just wanted to say I love your show. I am learning so much about my favorite show and the cultures based off of it. I really want those pins and to be a patron so I can listen to the secret podcast. But right now I can't afford it because I am having a hard time finding a stable place to live. Hopefully someday I will be able to get them. Stay safe and keep up the great work. Elsa, I'm going to cry. I'm going to like tear up. Yeah, please, please, please don't feel bad at all. You are supporting us by being a listener and also by leaving a review. And the good thing about Patreon is if in the future you find yourself able to and you still want to support us in that way too, then all the content is still going to be there waiting for you. So no pressure, no hurry. Please take care of yourself. And I hope that you find a stable place to live very soon. Yeah, me too. Our next review comes from Chelsea220 who writes two thumbs and two paws up. As a Spotify listener, I knew as soon as I got an iPhone, I had to leave a five-star review. Acorn and Greg are amazing. It's taken off. Just enabling <laughs> me. Mean, I think of Mean Girls every single time. <laughs> <laughs> We're making amazing happen. It's happening. I love how interactive they are with their audience. Being the first Oppipin winner, their handwritten note proudly hangs on my fridge. Oh my oh! gosh. Hello again. So happy you enjoy your pin. They continue saying, my cat Iro and I love listening to the podcast throughout our Fridays. I've even caught him running to the living room as soon as the opening theme of the show plays. What? (gasps) As Avatar lovers themselves, Acorn and Greg understand their audience and deliver everything fans could hope to hear. From punny commentary to facts regarding the show. I could not be happier as a listener. Any Avatar fan, human or feline will love them. So this review should count as two. And it's like a smiley sweat face Mm -hmm. and a cat emoji. We will continue to include Acorn and Greg and, of course, the world of Avatar in our weekly routine. Thanks, guys. Heart. And then it's signed Chelsea H. and Iroh. Two paw emojis and two thumbs up emojis. So sweet. Kitty cat paws. Thank you so much. And good to hear from you again, Chelsea. It's, you know, like we had that. I feel like that was forever ago where we had that contest. I know, right? Yeah. I'm really happy to hear that Chelsea's still listening. So... Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Iroh. You're the best. You two are the best. I personally love the fact that a cat may recognize and enjoy my voice. That's just, that tickles me. Yeah, that's... (laughs) (laughs) You see all those uh, videos on TikTok about like, they play a certain game or they turn off a game and the sound of turning off the game lets the dogs know it's time to go out or like those like audio triggers for animals. We're one of them. Pavlovian reactions. Yeah, we're one of them. That's amazing. I'll take it. Ah, thanks. The next review comes from Oreo A2, and they write, best podcast. Hey, Booster Craig and Acorn, Oreo here, pronounced like the cookie. I love your show and have been listening since the start of season three. It's socktacular, toffrific, angtastic show. I love those. Oh, my. If we ever get like promotional material, like a movie poster oh, or something. that right there. That's Oreo, right there. we're bringing you in. You're on is. the marketing team. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. You're hired. I love the commentary, background info, and funny jokes. Your podcast always gets me in a good mood, and I deeply appreciate you guys for it. One thing that catches my attention is the logo. Spoiler alert. Just my idea for future logos. 
I believe that The Legend of Korra is more about the villains than Korra herself. So instead of highlighting Naga, I think it would be cool if there was an equalist airship in the middle of it. This isn't a criticism, Mm. just rather a personal idea for a season one The Legend of Korra logo. Thank you for your time, Oreo. Hmm, that is a good point. Yes. Korra does things a little differently, so we might have to mix some things up. I feel like we're also predictable in that that was 100% what we were kind of thinking for the the, the start of Korra. The Avatar and the Spirit Guide, I mean... Ah. I feel so seen right now. Yeah. <laughs> we could probably put an airship in the background. I think we have a lot of cool opportunities for the Korra covers. Yeah. Because of just the world. It's so big. There's Republic City mm-hmm. and all these different like factions and pro-bending and the equalists. So there's going to be lots of imagery to choose from. Absolutely. And and nothing's uh, put down yet. There's no, there's no ideas mm-hmm. cemented down. So it could be anything. It could be something. It could be nothing. That'd be terrible if we just had no album art. That would be sad. That would be sad. We're just, or maybe it would just be a sad emoji face. That would be our new album art. Oh my God. I, don't know what I do love going to SoundCloud and scrolling down to see the distinct different covers for each season. Yeah. I love that we do that. I can't wait to see the covers that we use for even when we get to the Avatar Studio stuff way in the future. Or Kyoshi. Like all that stuff is going to be so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oreo, thank you again for not only your idea, but also for leaving that five-star review. We super appreciate it. Yeah. Our next review comes from Isaac, who writes, No, why? You guys are almost done with the main series. Sob face. (laughs) Listening to your Sozin's Comet part one and two episode as I'm writing this review. I've been listening to you guys since your second episode, and I can't believe that you're almost done with the main series. You've come so far, and I love your analytical yet comedic description and chats about the universe. Can't wait to see what you do next with the comic and Korra. Love what you're doing and keep it up. I rate you, and then I'm going to need some help because that is a lot of zeros. I have no idea. Is that like... like a 10 quadrillion? Bajillion, <laughs> trillion, billion. There's a lot of we'll zeros. We'll go with that. Yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah. That may be the highest rating we have ever received. So thank you, Isaac. Thank you. Our next review comes from M. Bruni. And they write, best Avatar podcast. If you're truly looking for an Avatar The Last Airbender podcast, then look no further than this one. My wife and I usually take long road trips back up home somewhere in the seven hour range. Since we're both Mm. fans of the show, my wife found this podcast and it's been a great way for us to bond on the way back home. The hosts truly have a great friendship with each other and show different ideas along with fun facts that are related to the real life cultures and places. I'm not going to lie. The first episode we started off on was the Cave of Two Lovers because who doesn't want to hear or sing slash scream at the top (laughs) of their lungs? Secret tunnel! Through the mountain, (laughs) secret, secret tunnel, and then three hysterically laughing faces. I feel like maybe they sent us an email. This sounds super familiar. It Yes, Yes. they did. Yeah. Yep. So thank you for writing us a review version. That is so wonderful. I feel very gassed up right now. I know. All this appreciation. My gosh. Yes, absolutely. Also... Thank you for making us a part of your journey home and journey out into the world. That's really an honor. Thank you. And they're both, not only is M. Bruni, but also their wife is also just listening to us after us screaming the Secret Tunnel song. That was was the first time they listened to our show. And they were both like, we'll we'll stick around. Thank you. (laughs) Our love for the episode must have shown through. Oh, so good. So good. Our final review comes from Sokka's protege, a.k.a. Dustin K., who writes, 
amazing all around. Hey, again. I love this podcast. I'm a Spotify listener, but opened my podcast app so I could finally leave this review. Acorn and Greg, I discovered this podcast back when you were covering early book one. And since then, I've been hooked. I'm always waiting until Friday for the new episodes, but they're always worth the wait. The in-depth look into each episode adds a layer for someone like me who has rewatched the series so many times and has lost count. I'm also a fan of Greg informing us about voice actors because they work hard and every one of them involved in this show has only made the Avatar universe better. I've sent a few tweets your way and you always respond with such kindness and sincerity. You both have an amazing chemistry and energy that makes me feel like the three of us are members of the gang ourselves. Aww. LOL. <laughs> Any fan of Avatar The Last Airbender needs this podcast in their life. I really hope Avatar Studios releases new content before you're finished with what's out there so we can all continue on these journeys in this amazing universe. Yep, yep. Yes. I'm deceased. Yeah, that's it. I'm <laughs> that dead. so sweet. Too much gas. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm yep. done. I'm, yep. I'm over with. <laughs> Time to wrap the episode. To wrap We're it done. up. There we go. That's it. That was 20 something minutes of just too much positive feedback. <laughs> Thank you all so much. So, so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, especially thanks to to Dustin as well, who not only takes the time to tweet at us, uh, but also just sees when I'm wrong. It's just like, hey, Greg, you were, you were wrong about that in a very yes, nice manner that doesn't make me want to just like, I don't know, jump underneath my desk and never record anything ever again. So I appreciate <laughs> you, pal. Thank you so much for, for correcting us, for listening to us, for joining us on this wonderful journey that we call Avatar the podcast. Yeah. I really do feel like we we have a Twitter relationship, Dustin. You're like our, our Twitter buddy. Yeah, absolutely. It's so good. Whenever I get that notification, it's just like, oh, Dustin sent a tweet. It's like, oh, oh <laughs> so good. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, here we are. This is the moment, right? Where, well, we've kind of passed it. Anyone who's listened to the book one recap and the book two recap might have noticed a little bit that has been continued through. Well, mm -hmm. my friends, me, Acorn Bandit, is here to tell you that <laughs> that bit is continuing right now. <laughs> Isn't that right, Booster Greg? That's right, Acorn. And might I say, what a great name you have. Oh, thank you. And you as well. It's, it's very good. <laughs> I really enjoy it. Oh, oh my gosh. There we go. There it is. There it is for everyone. So bit completed. You're all welcome, I guess. I don't know who was asking for that other than me, but <laughs> could only be you. It could only be me. All right. So let's go into this. We have a whole bunch of categories to go through and not so much time because the last episode was two hours long and we don't have time for another two hour episode. So consider yourself spoiled. Yes. That is probably the longest episode we will ever put out. Famous lost words. Anyways. <laughs> Let's talk about our favorite episodes from book three. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I was so excited about this. Do we want to do like both say our five, both say our four and just work our way down? Why don't we go through just our lists? Like I'll go through, you go through your list and I'll go through my list. I think. I think okay. that might be it. Might be a good way to do it. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So my five, my number five favorite episode from book three is the Southern Raiders, hmm. which was surprising to me because I love that episode and it has always been one of my favorites. But this time around, this rewatch around, it's fallen down to number five versus something that's a little higher. Interesting. Interesting. But I still consider it like the pinnacle moment for Katara's character arc. So it'll always hold a very special place in my heart. Absolutely. My number four episode is The Beach. 
you're probably going to see a trend in my top five list of episodes because I tend to favor the ones that have a lot of character development in them or character reveals. And so The Beach was one of my favorite episodes because we get to see a little bit more about our quote unquote villains of the show and see how they're human as well as our heroes and all the different ways that their past have affected them and continue to affect them. My number three is the Firebending Masters. I absolutely adore Zuko, but also his character arc and then also the world lore that's introduced through Firebending. And the fact that they actually go and meet two dragons the masters of firebending and they find the source and it just happens to be on a hidden island with a bunch of native tribes and have this incredible adventure together. I mean, like what is there not to like? That's fair. That's fair. There's nothing, there's nothing <laughs> like, to not yeah, like. Okay. Yeah. I, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, it may sound like I'm taking notes right now. I'm just like scribbling down like, no, I agree with all those points. Those are wonderful. Not to mention, I now have a uh, Avatar the Podcast exclusive canonical backstory for one of the Sun Warriors. So that just enhances the episode for me. And it's because you won. Not that I'm bitter about it, but... <laughs> We had very similar backstories for that character, so it is fine. Yes. My number two is the Puppet Master, which, you know, is very appropriate at this time of year that we are recording this, which is around Halloween time. I love it when boundaries are pushed in stories and the fact that they dive into something as deep and dark as bloodbending and then link it to a character like Katara, who's incredibly strong, but then also now bearing the weight of this dark knowledge, like... I love that kind of thing. And Hama is amazing. And the way that they introduced the episode as like a ghost story, again, just what is there not to like? It's it's great. And same thing goes for my number one, which may or may not be a surprise to anyone listening. It is Sozin's Comet Part 4, Avatar Aang. Reason being basically the whole episode. Just, you know, everything. Yeah. <laughs> the just, fights. Just watch it. The Agni Kai, <laughs> the Sokka moments, like just basically everything. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to say anything more than that. So, Greg, what are your top five? My top five. Number five is going to be your number one, which is Sozin's Comet Part 4. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed this. It was wonderful. It was a perfect way to wrap up the series, but it wasn't my favorite episode of the book. I did really enjoy Mm -hmm. the Agni Kai. I really enjoyed seeing what becomes of Zula what like the dynamic with Zuko and how much it shifted from early book one, like just seeing everything come complete full story mm-hmm. stopping as far as they were concerned at that point for production was really cool. Number four is the avatar and the fire Lord. I loved looking at the past. Oh. I loved seeing a young Roku. I really liked how the world was before mm. the 100 year war. That was a runner up for me. I was so close to putting it in my list. Yeah. These lists are always tough because I don't know if this is how you tackle it, but I just throw up the list just of mm-hmm. the episodes and I look at them and I go with gut reaction. I go with what like left the largest impression on me and I go from there. Yeah. It was tough with the finale because we covered them in two episodes and Netflix presents them as four or as one episode. So it was kind of tough to pick that one out of the group, but Mm -hmm. I did end up landing on four avatar and the fire Lord. Again, just like it was so different that we didn't really see too much of the main cast, but it still really did a great job of world building, Mm -hmm. which I'm a big fan of. It was satisfying to watch. Yeah. And Ron Perlman was in it. So I don't know what more you want (laughs) out of that of an episode. Yeah. 
The number three episode is the Southern Raiders. Mm. Yeah, I really, I really appreciated Katara in this episode and the struggle she went through, even if it didn't come through on the recording. I liked the more world building again, where we kind of see the raid of the Southern Water Tribe firsthand. We see the yeah. events as they unfolded. We saw how it impacted not only Sokka, but also Katara. We also saw, which is the best part of the episode for me personally, is karma in action. <laughs> yep. Which was Yon beautiful. got what was coming to him. Yes, yes. And it, it is kind of like a reminder that times just are always changing and moving on. So we saw how Katara and Sokka were as kids versus how they are now. And it's kind of that helpful reminder that things are moving, things are changing. And even with Yan-Ra, where maybe his mom was like that before, maybe she wasn't. But like he settled in from being, I'm going to call him a war criminal, to being abused by his mother. Being almost mm -hmm. Norman Bates, if you will. Yeah. So the next episode, or the, the number two pick that I have is the Puppet Master, which Ooh, I don't yep. think you can... Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think you can make a top five and not have the Puppet Master in there. The fact that it's number two for both of us? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Again, it says a lot. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Again, the spooky vibes. It wasn't afraid to get dark with its subject matter. Like, sure, it tiptoed a little bit because it's still a kid's show, but it wasn't afraid to be like, oh, look, this hurts people. This hurts animals when you use it against them. They didn't have to include mm -hmm. that, but they chose to really highlight the dark nature of waterbending. And speaking of dark natures, some might also argue that Hama is a dark reflection of Katara. What could have yeah, happened yep. to Katara if things were different? So I found that very interesting. My favorite episode is going to surprise absolutely no one. And if you're mouthing the words now, you're correct in that it's Sokka's master. <laughs> yep. Love this episode. Not just because it's a Sokka-centric episode, which everyone knows. <laughs> I mean, I mean kind of biased towards that. But they, they tackle a lot of mental health issues, like... Mm your perception of yourself versus how others perceive you. Imposter syndrome. Sokka wasn't viewing himself as being special. And Jack DeSena kind of talks about this a little bit on Braving the Elements, which was a very good, very good episode. Sokka didn't consider him, himself special because he can't bend. And who are you if you're, all your friends are benders and you're not? Like, what is your identity in that group? And this kind of yep. helps solidify not only his identity as the comedian as the thinker, as the man of action, if you will. But it also kind of gave him a new skill set and it helped him really hone in on who he will become. So I really enjoyed it. And plus, having Robert Patrick in there wasn't too shabby either. And plus, Space Sword. Space Sword. Plus, yeah, even though it wasn't with us for too long, we still enjoyed Space Sword. Mm -hmm. It was just a really good episode. And I don't know, it just, it just really spoke to me personally. So... Like that was my number one pick for that. Awesome. Yeah. Good list. Yeah. Our next category is our favorite character of book three. Now, the caveat here is we cannot choose any characters that we've already given this title to from the previous books. Yep. So we cannot have Katara, Sokka, or Toph. We just have to pick a new one. Mm hmm Which, it wasn't as hard as I was expecting it to be. I found it very because easy. Because once... Yeah. Yeah, I did too. Because once I sat there and thought about it for a second, thinking, okay, not Sokka, not Katara, not Toph. Even before I got there to make that distinction, my favorite character was Zuko. Yeah, me too. <laughs> How can it not be? Yeah. It's, it's the end of his arc, his, his redemption arc. This is where we finally get to see Zuko on the road to his destiny, actually living the destiny that he was destined to follow. Yeah. 
Some might say Aang, but I'm going to I'm going to leave that selection for a higher title, let's say. Because mm-hmm. Aang did a lot of work in this book as well. But when it boils down to it, you're right. It's the end of Zuko's tale. Like we see all this yep. development happening and finally he's where we as a fan base have always wanted him to be, which is on the, the side of good on on all that is right, like all of that good stuff. So, yeah, Zuko. Well, that wasn't so difficult. Easy. Easy peasy. Next category, favorite side character. This one also wasn't too hard. Yeah. There weren't as many side characters in this season. I mean, there were, but there are people that we've already met who maybe have had a larger role in previous seasons. So for me, my favorite side character in this season was Suki. Hmm. I I couldn't pick just one. I picked three. It was much more (gasps) difficult for me. Three? Three. I have three. Coming in number three is Suki as well. Okay. I really like Suki just in general. And having her join the team on a little more permanent basis, I really enjoyed. Plus, like, her overall sass. It wasn't overly sassy, but she had just the right amount of sass with Sokka a bunch of times. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it just it just sat well with me. Number two, well, surprise no one, is Chit Sang. I love that guy. Okay. I love yeah. Chit Sang. He's amazing. <laughs> He's just so funny. And his heart is in the right place, even if his actions aren't necessarily, yeah. which I thought was really cool. And number one is Hama. I really liked Hama. Ooh, okay. Yep. She was a very well-developed character for only being in one episode. She introduces bloodbending. She went through this traumatic life experience and you wouldn't really know it necessarily from the first couple minutes of the episode, let's say when you first see her. She seemed like a very mm-hmm. like humble and nice older woman and she ended up being kind of scarred from her past and, and suffering from PTSD and a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Just a great character, very interesting for sure. Well, you basically picked like the two most noteworthy side characters yeah. exclusive from book three. So I don't fault you. I thought you were going to say that makes sense. The two most like the best, the two characters from book three and shit sang. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like him too. He's so good. I love him. Okay. Do you want to present this next one? Yeah. So this, this is a section that's based on hard data yes. gathered from the whole season. It is our season MVP calculation. Mm-hmm. So our dear friend and editor, Rob, tallied up all of our MVPs for us across the season. And we're going to now present them in countdown formation. Number five in our season MVP ranking is Toph. Toph got three votes from us across season three. And I'm actually very glad that she made one of our lists because while we sang her praises in book two and said it's going to be very hard for us not to choose her again, it was actually much easier than I thought it was going to be. We have such great development with our other characters in this season that this is basically her one mention for season three. So I'm glad she got something. Yeah, for real. Number four is a tie between Katara and Chit (laughs) Singh. That just makes me laugh. Which is hilarious. Yeah. yeah that those two specific characters got tied. <laughs> we told you we love Chit Sang. You shouldn't be a surprise. Apparently that much. Yep. <laughs> Apparently this much. <laughs> Enough for four <laughs> votes each. Number three is Aang with five votes. Also not surprising since it is kind of his season. Yeah. Yeah. Number two is Sokka with seven votes. That's surprising to me. I know I love Sokka. And I know Me you too. like Sokka too. But to have him be in the number two slot on book three. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And that's the cool thing about this segment because 
sometimes it's hard to reflect back and think about your top picks for a season that, you know, took months to cover. Yeah. But when you approach it with data, like the MVPs that we nominate every episode, it's cool to see what was actually our our top picks for the whole season. Yeah. It's always like wild to me to be like, oh yeah, we chose, this is what we chose as our MVP at the end of each episode and seeing them tallied up because it never feels that way, right? It never feels like yeah. Sokka got seven votes. Like, it's just kind of like, okay, we, we say it, we present our picks and we move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With that being said, it is no surprise at all who won our number one spot on the MVP calculation for season three. And that's Zuko. Yeah. With eight votes. Zuko really pulled it all together. I really like it in this one. Yeah. yeah. He, he earned that spot. Yeah, absolutely. And even thinking to go contact June to try to find Aang, that's just like expert mm-hmm. level tracking abilities or using your past resources. And it was very interesting in that episode where they're all like, well, you're the expert at tracking our best friend and trying to murder him. So Zuko, you take charge. And I don't know if anyone else felt this way, but at that moment, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess he is. I kind of forgot about that a little bit. (laughs) Our next category is our MVP for the season. So these are just like the movers and shakers for this season. Someone that really made a huge difference in book three. Side note, cannot be Boomy or Iroh or Toph. Or Zula. Or Zula. Mm -hmm. I'm very curious to see who you chose. Well, it's kind of obvious. Yeah. It's got to be Aang. Yes. We're in agreement. We're in Aang agreement. (laughs) our buddy ang has to win mvp of the season this was his season it really was it absolutely was yeah while he wasn't my favorite character of book three he definitely gets the mvp absolutely exactly i mean what would the world be if he did not stick to his guns and actually defeat the fire lord Mm -hmm. in his own way in his own manner yep what would cora even look like i would love i think they really need to do what if for for Avatar. <laughs> I know. What if yeah. Aang had killed the Fire Lord? Story bending. Than... That's what we called it. Story bending. Yep. Yeah. Story bending. Still a segment we might bring in yes, to play yes. somewhere. But that's a great what if. What if Aang didn't take away the Fire Lord's bending? What if he killed him instead? Mm. What would Korra look like? What would the future look like? Or what if Aang didn't fight the Fire Lord? What if he lost? And let him take over the world? Mm. I don't know what to say. The possibilities are endless. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So now that we've discussed our MVP of the season, which was Aang for every single reason you can think of and more, we're going to talk about something I think is maybe up to a little more interpretation. And that is the moral of the season. So for those of you who might have forgotten, the book one moral was thinking outside of the box and family is what you make it. Book two was it's just as important to stop every once in a while as it is to keep moving. Kind of like how the nomads taught Sokka, not the air nomads, but everyone remembers my favorite, my favorite person in the whole wide world, Chong, when he tried to teach Sokka all of that. So um, basically neutral Jing. That was book two. Neutral Jing. Acorn, what do you think the moral of book three was? I went kind of basic with it. Okay. Because for me, book three was a culmination of books one and two. And a lot of the messaging seemed to center around choosing your own destiny. You create your own destiny, whether it's taking the initiative to leave your tribe, to go learn waterbending, because that's where your heart's desire is, Mm. to traveling the world to learn bending in order to save the world from this rampaging fire lord, 
to accepting the call to learn more about culture and different communities and different ways of view, including what it means to be a girl like Sokka did, or even learning the value in being a non-bender and finding ways to better yourself with the tools and the personality that you were born with. And then of course, with Zuko, we know how his destiny manifested and how he had to come to terms with who he was where he came from, and also what he wanted to do with his life, which was ultimately to join Aang and help him save the world. Yeah, that's dangerously close to what, what we're going to be talking about next week for, for my moral. <laughs> dangerously yeah. close. My book three moral, however, was for better or for worse, change is just going to happen. Mm. Now you can decide to be the change or go with the change, but it's going to happen. So. That's, mine. That's a good one. It's very, yep. very definite. I know. Uh, and some people <laughs> might be thinking of, well, like, well, Greg, like Aang changed how he reacted to the Fire Lord and that whole situation. And he did. He became the change in that one, which I kind of amended it from my original thought. But also the change didn't just happen to Aang. It also happened to the past incarnations to the Avatar who were all just like, yeah, kill that guy. He sucks. Kill him. He's the worst. <laughs> yep. So... And kind of manifesting his destiny in a, in a different way, I think, than what his predecessors would have. Mm-hmm. And plus, we have the change that happened with Zuko. We saw a change kind of in Katara's abilities as a waterbender with the introduction of bloodbending and also just her development in general. We saw a change in the team lineup with Suki joining it more permanently and, of course, Zuko joining it permanently as well. Yeah. It was very interesting to see all this change happen when it was grounded in the familiar and the past, which is really cool. That is a great moral. Thank you. So now, usually we talk about what we're kind of looking forward to most in the next book. However, there is a next book, but it's in more literal form. It's the next comic book. So (laughs) what are you kind of looking forward to kind of knowing generally what we're going to be getting ourselves into? What happened to Zuko's mom? Yeah, that's a good one. That's absolutely a good one. I need to know. Yep, yep. For me, I think I'm just excited just to have this like victory lap, it feels like, with our friends of Team Avatar. And just kind of like like post-adventure. Yeah. Post-saving the world. Yeah. It feels like an epilogue almost. Like we're getting that like those last adventures in before we say goodbye Mm -hmm. to these incarnations of the characters. And then maybe we see them in Korra. Maybe we don't. Who's to say? So that is our recap episode right there. Goodbye, season three. Goodbye, book three, fire. I feel like we got to know you quite intimately, and yet we hardly know you at all. I don't know. I just feel like I had to say (laughs) that last bit. I don't know why. We are covering the comics up next, and there are plenty of comics to read, to cover, to analyze. If you have not read any of the comics, I would encourage you to join us through these adventures. If you don't own them, I would recommend checking out your local library. I was going to say that. Yep. Not a lot of people realize that they have a great graphic novel section at your local library. My library has an entire room of graphic novels. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so cool. I didn't realize mine had it and it was kind of like tucked away, but I walked into it. It was before the pandemic, but I walked into it and it was like brightly lit. There's comfy seats. There were so many graphic novels that I felt like I was at like Borders or Barnes and Noble again. And I just sat down Uh and I was reading them and I checked them out. It was a good time. Go check those out over there. They're also available digitally. If you aren't a comic or graphic novel person, totally fine. Right now, our plan is to structure the episodes similarly to what we've been doing for the main series. Mm-hmm. 
So we're hoping you get the same experience as if you, we were just telling you the tale. Yep. So join us for that. And you, you'll learn some things. We'll have some laughs. There'll be some puns. It'll be great. It'll be a good time. Some world details, fun facts. Yeah, yeah. We are going to jump right into the comics after the book three recap, but we are going to be taking the month of December off just to spend time with friends and families and, and loved ones during the holiday season. And Avatox will be postponed in December as well, just so everyone is aware. Just, you know, don't want any surprises or anything like that. We did have to yep. miss our Avatox because I lost power for three days. <laughs> Which was ridiculous. I was not a happy camper. Let me, let me tell you that much. And if you're listening to this in the future, disregard and charge right on. Yeah. Listen to all the episodes. Go on to the YouTube, youtube.com slash Avatar the Podcast. Enjoy what's on there. We'll have Avatars on there. We also do have plans for the upcoming Avatar The Last Airbender cookbook that is coming out very soon. Or if you're listening to this in the future, it's already been out. Uh, the segment is called Appetizers. <laughs> yeah. It would be a pun. You, it's so perfect. <laughs> you heard that right. Appetizers. Stay tuned for more of that, what it's going to look like, where it's going to be, all of that good stuff. But it's going to be delicious. That much yes. is for sure. And with that, again, I know we had our sappy thank you in the beginning of the episode. But really, thank you. Thank you all so much for joining us on this adventure, whether you were here on day one or you just started listening last week. Thank you mm -hmm. for coming back, hanging out with us, participating in the puns, having the laughs, emailing us at avatarthepodcast at gmail.com, tweeting at us at Podcast Avatar, leaving those five-star written reviews. We see all of them. I check them. It's a problem how much I check them. Let's just say that. <laughs> multiple times a day. To say multiple times a day would be putting it mildly. <laughs> We see them. We thank you. And thanks for joining me on twitch.tv slash Booster Greg on Monday and Friday evenings. When I have power, I'm very bitter about missing. I've missed one <laughs> stream in like nine months and I'm very, very angry about it. But thank you for hanging out, showing the support and however you show the support. And you know what? Just thanks for being a friend. Oh, we're getting back into sappy land. <laughs> and you can find me online at Acorn Bandit. You can also find my pin stuff if you go to joysons.com, which is J-O-I-S-A-N-S.com, or search for Joysons Studio on Etsy. That is where, of course, we are hosting our official Avatar the Podcast pins, an oppa pin for book one, a tough pin for book two. And because we're doing so much comic content before we get into core, we are holding off on the book three pin, which is going to be a great design. We already talked about it. It's going to be awesome, mm -hmm. but that will eventually be hosted there as well. So if you haven't taken a look, check it out. That is another way you can support us aside from Patreon and all the other ways that Greg just listed. And if you are interested in going to Patreon and pledging to receive access to our secret podcast where we talk about official Avatar of the Podcast backstories for side characters and characters in the background from the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash Avatar the Podcast. Yeah, as long as you pledge on that $5 tier or more, so the 100-year war or more, you'll gain access to that. Plus doodle pages. We have AMAs. Like We got a whole bunch of stuff on there. So if you have a burning mm -hmm. question on that you need to ask us, you go over the Patreon and that's how you do it. Uh, this is the part where you usually say coming up next time. But you know, again, what's going to happen? It's the entire series discussion. Everything. Yeah. Books one, two, and three. And three. And we'll throw in Suki alone. And we'll throw in uh, the Spirit World thing. That was the animated comic that got me my first taste of Kurik because <laughs> I love that guy. 
He's he's terrible, but he's awesome. Oh, technically, that means that the Shyamalan movie would be included as well. Oh, fine. We'll have a worst of section, and it'll just be <laughs> Shyamalan movie. And the Great Divide. And the Great Divide. <laughs> Assuming we remember about the Great Divide. Just kidding. Is a joke. Uh-huh, uh-huh. okay, all right. All this and more next time on Avatar, Avatar the, the podcast. podcast. Avatar, the podcast, is a proud part of the Geek Generation Network. Remember to check out all of our podcasts at thegeekgeneration.com.